0: Hey, it's Steve and welcome to Share, a podcast that sets out to do just that. From stories and reflections to ideas and concepts, each episode will dive into a wide range of topics and discussions that come from a journey through life. The simple fact I've discovered is when we share, we empower, not just ourselves, but each other. Are you planning your next holiday? Let the team at Mind & Body Travel inspire you. With a focus on wellness and well-being. the team at Mind & Body Travel can assist you whether you're looking to attend a retreat, test yourself on an adventure, tick off that bucket list trip or just create a travel itinerary that includes all that you want in a holiday while taking into account all that your mind and body needs. Revolutionizing the way people look at holidays and travel, they believe that travel should deliver nourishment for your soul, clarity for your mind and renewed focus upon your return. So are you ready to take off? Then it's time to check in with the team at Mind and Body Travel. Just visit www.mindandbodytravel.com. In this week's episode, we're going to go on a journey, one that is full of so many amazing takeaway tips, lessons, and reflections that have been experienced through the life of my truly inspiring and powerhouse guest. She's a very proud and loving mum, has had a successful career in various organisations as a senior executive assistant, and shares what she's learned about life, love, work, and the steps, and at times, uncomfortable moves she's taken to find her true self. And the power that she's found to enable her to step confidently into a new season of her life, her sheer vulnerability and honest advice for those who right now might find themselves stuck and seeking a new direction has the potential to change lives. I sat in awe within this episode, and I'm truly excited to introduce you to my friend and this week's guest, Karen Pereira. Karen, welcome to Share.
1: Thank you, Steve, for having me. What an honour.
0: It's uh, it's great to see you.
1: It's been a long time. We we go way back.
0: We do. We do. And we probably, back in those times, didn't really have much breath or ability to talk when we were on those uh, 5 a.m. runs.
1: Well, they didn't call me turbo for nothing. Yeah. I used to bolt away from the crowd <laughs> and catch my breath.
0: Yep, You were a woman on a mission, and, and I don't think that stopped through life, hey?
1: That's right. There was different motivations for that woman on a mission, and certainly different stages of my life. I've, I've learnt to slow down a little bit now. Yeah. The, the knees hurt a little bit.
0: <laughs> Karen, I was hoping you'd be able to give a bit of a snapshot on who is Karen Pereira.
1: I'd love to. Karen Pereira is a very resilient woman who has climbed many mountains, fallen down many times, got up again and was absolutely determined in the pursuit to find happiness. And you just, I'm a woman that will just keep going and relentless in finding the pursuit for happiness. That's who I am.
0: So who taught you that resilience?
1: I don't think anyone taught me, Steve. I had to learn that on my own. I've done a lot of things on my own in my life. I was married quite young, had beautiful children. And, you know, life threw me some curveballs in that time. And also growing up, you know, home life was a little bit unstable. And so you had to find your balance. You had to find your happiness in those moments. And I guess I was I was created and built to never give up. And life, you know, like I said, will throw you some curveballs, the goalposts change. And as you get older and you start to discover who you are, the resilience, you start to build a Pretty massive resilience, and that's what my heart is all about. And you face things. My thing has always been you've got to face it head on. I tried to bury it in the sand, my head in the sand, and it doesn't work because I tell you what, it comes back tenfold.
0: Yep. Yep. So, what have you learned through that journey?
1: I have learned to be patient in the healing. I've learned to face things on, and as much as it hurts, healing. And discovery of yourself—it's uh, quite deep, and it can make you cry sometimes. But you've actually got to go to the really murky parts of your heart, really dive quite deep into that to to learn the lessons. Because unfortunately, if you do not learn the first time, the second time, the third time, and throughout our life cycle, we tend to ignore the warning signs or the red flags or whatever flags you like to call them, and it takes you back. You've got to go back and you've got to go back again. It's really a cycle until you learn. And through that are the lessons that I've learned and where I'm sitting here with you now, and I'm talking about the wonderful story that's that I will share, how it unfolded. It's all about resilience and the determination to find the truth in who I am, who is Karen Pereira. And I know now.
0: Yeah, that's beautiful. It's it's a nice place, uh, certainly, to get to. And for me, through my journey in recent years as well, you hit the nail on the head there where you say you've got to go deep.
1: Yes, you do. And it's scary. It's only for the brave. But even if you're not brave, you have to go there at some point. Relationships will break down if you don't. Relationships in your work, in your personal life, with your children, in your marriage. I had to learn that the hard way. You know, I was married for 22 years. And I played a part in that breakdown of the marriage. Of course, we can walk around and, oh, it's all that person's. It's not. When you actually go through the healing journey and, oh, you you hold up that mirror, there's some faults there. And you have to apologize. You know, if you're in a place with your ex-spouse, you will have to come around and apologize one day, and that takes a lot of courage as well. You have to apologize to your children and you have to be kind to yourself. I discovered Steve's self-love. I, I never knew in 44 years what this self-love was. I thought self-love was nice shoes, uh, designer clothes, lots of makeup, you know, lots of jewellery and a facade. I guess I, I probably that's probably a bit harsh on me but I think that there is, there's a certain level that you cover up unknowingly. Because there's there was pain that I carried around and a realisation came to me probably about a year ago. I said it to my best friend in a text and I said, I think I've just had a broken heart for a really, really long time. I've just had a broken heart and I've done things out of brokenness, out of pain, out of not loving myself and I didn't realise what all... The trials that I went through, those things that were inflicted on me—you know, self-inflicted, really—and I didn't realise what self-love was until just recently. And it is absolutely incredible.
0: So you were—you were obviously using a lot of those things um, that you've kind of, you know, realised as a bit of a suit of armour.
1: Yes, that's perfect. Yes, yeah, so I had a—I had a life-changing moment probably about nearly, yeah, nearly two and a half months ago. And it was just a moment that I I just woke up and I thought something's not right. Something's got to change in my life. I'd done a lot of things on my own. And through that, you build up this masculinity, you know, this guard. It's like you've got this guard of honor, like I can do anything I want and I'm, I'm on my own and I'll do it on my own. But at night, it's very exhausting. People won't tell you that. But as a woman with femininity and beauty and love and gentleness and softness, that didn't come out. I wore this badge of honour where it looked softness on the outside but I was broken inside and I had to be really fierce in trying to put those pieces together. And this turning point was I was tired, Steve. I I was exhausted. I was crying mostly every night. I was numbing pain in bars, in dark places. I had fruitless relationships, fruitless friendships. And it, you know what, it runs its course. You get up, you don't want to be hungover anymore. You don't want to have the burdens of your life that you've carried around for years and years just weigh you down. And I had a massive life transformation moment. And I looked around and that's when I said, who are you, Karen? What are you showing to your children right now? Because who I am as a woman and what they see, it wasn't healthy. And I had to become healthy. I'm physically healthy. I'm super fit. I lift weights. I walk. I run. That's not it. That's just the outside. Because now I'm building up strength and muscle and trying to mirror my heart, because I got to do it on my own. But I'm not masculine. I'm not designed to be masculine. I'm feminine. And I looked around, Steve, at my 200 pairs of shoes and my bursting wardrobe and all my big costume jewelry, and I gathered it all in bags. I put every one of those shoes. I kept a few shoes pairs of shoes for me and I emptied all my costume jewelry all the big bangles and what was cover-up it was stuff it was stuff that was clouding protecting my broken heart because I would never let anyone see that because at work and uh, in functions amongst there was there's very close people that would have, who know me for who I am strangers outside of that she's confident and yes I am but inside I was broken I had pain and I gathered it all up in a massive bag loads sold them gave them away free have it and I was left with very minimum and I looked at my wardrobe with all my shoes you know that that was a symbolic that was a part of me like someone has a attachment to their car and my wardrobe, that was me. That's who people knew me for. And I gave it all away. I headed down to the op shop and I said, I've got some stuff for you guys if you want. And their eyes lit up like Christmas tree. I'm like- I bet they did. I said, hmm. that's exactly the reaction I wanted. I want someone to take whatever I had for their eyes to light up. So who's ever walking around in my shoes right now, I want their hearts and spirits to light up. I want them to Feel amazing because that was the purpose of giving all that away. Because now my new purpose is loving myself, emptying the stuff that clogged my life. Steve, that was all you know. In every facets of my life, it was I couldn't breathe. The crying every night, I would cry, and, and I couldn't breathe. But there was pain. I was crying out all the pain. And I didn't know at that time. And so I cleared out this wardrobe. I've got minimum jewelry now. Uh, Like I said, just a few pairs of shoes, some staple items in the wardrobe. I feel free. That's amazing. There's there's a price to freedom, Steve. If you're willing to go down that path, oh boy, it's it's worth it. It's so worth it.
0: It's interesting because... Your story reminds me of what Wayne Dyer talks about in one of his videos where he got to a point where he had a house full of everything and he basically had a meeting with his manager and said, here's the keys to my condo, sell it all. And they said, oh, well, what do you want me to package up? He said, no, just sell it all. He just walked away from it and he said he had never felt so free as he did at that moment.
1: That moment, Steve, I get it that moment of freedom, of the weight of years on my shoulder. And, you know, I actually do shoulder presses now. Like You know, I, I was doing shoulder presses before, but now when I lift those weights, I breathe better. My breathing's better. My shoulders are stronger because I've lifted off all that weight and pain. And, yes, when you walk away and when you're ready, you never, Ever look back. I've never had one moment of regret in that two months. And there's another element of that as well. I decided to not drink. That was a big turning point for me. The alcohol component. Sure, I can sit here. I wasn't an alcoholic. Oh, you know, I'm maybe I was. Maybe there was an element of me that was addicted. To the substance, because I wanted to numb the pain. The pain so deep. Sure, you can function. Of course, you go to work. It, it wasn't as if I was smuggling bottles, and you know that. Again, we're trying to. I'm trying to justify. No, I could drink. When I got home from work, I could drink, and it was numbing. It was numbing. When I would go out, I would go out from Thursday. I would have this great lifestyle and go out, meet people. That moment when I gave everything away, that was the day I said, I've got to give this other part away as well. It was destroying my soul. Again, another level of freedom. We just keep going through levels of freedom here. They're just layers, layers. All those tears, I cried. Layers. I had to get down to the deepest layers because that's where the work happens. We can describe our pain to someone and say, "Yep, yeah, that that was hard, that breakup, and oh, he rejected me or she rejected me." That's just surface. When you go right down and you start peeling that away, that's where the pursuit of happiness really. That's where you've got to be relentless to go. I want more. I want more of that freedom. I want more of that peace. It comes down to peace. Pain and heartbreak and loss, it doesn't matter who you are. You could be the richest person on this planet and you could be the poorest person. Pain comes in different facets of our life, but it's how you deal with it. It's how you look it in the face, in the eyes. That's deep.
0: Throughout our lives, things start to define us. So, you know, and we let jobs, people, friends, all these types of things define us to a point where we get to a point where we go, who am I? Which is the moment that you had.
1: Correct. And my job always defined me. Just keep working, 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 working. I have a relentless, (laughs) you know, the way I'm my strategy of my day and how it's planned out. It's You know, it's very methodical, very structured. I've realized that was stressing out my body, that was stressing out my mind. And I was just working on this, I was like on this constant high because I didn't want to stop, Steve. I didn't want to stop. If I stopped, I would see my pain. I could see it, but it was from a distance, it was elevated. You know, at this level, constantly working and operating at that level, it keeps me safe. Gym, three or four in the morning, walk at this time, run at this time, get home again, do another 10K walk, cook, clean, get the house. It's got to be methodical. But it was stressing out my body and my mind. And I wasn't progressing with what was really needed to be get dealt with, rejection, my father's wound, you know, my father's heart that left me abandoned, looking for it in different places, looking for it was in places of you know, finding people. It wasn't there. It was in here. It was in the pits of my soul. And I had to find that there. And this is where this self-love. Has come about with me, of course, doing a lot of reading, listening to a lot of podcasts, a lot of mentors and saying, I am, I am loving. I can be loved and I'm resilient. I've gone through all of that. I'm still standing. I'm still here, but in a different formation. I'm free of free. The cost of freedom. It's worth it to find who you really are and that self love is it's absolutely epic when you do discover it.
0: It's interesting because a lot of people and and we all go through this, you blame other people for where you're at, you blame other people for how you feel. And all it is is a distraction and it's a diversion from actually looking in the mirror and going, Oh, there's the problem.
1: Oh, isn't that difficult to admit? <laughs> oh, it not me. But no, I'm I'm so nice to people. I'm kind. When I had this moment of discovery, but you actually made that happen, Karen. You allowed it. When those words start to change, you go, uh huh. You said yes. You could have walked away. How I look at those seasons and those parts in my life is I look back with respect and never regret anymore, Steve. I look back and I go, thank you for allowing me, the universe, God, to let me experience those moments. They weren't good. But if not for that, I would not be here. So you've got to send it off with love. You've got to untie the ropes and you've got to send it off with love because if you don't, that will follow you like a chain, like a really heavy metal chain around your ankle. But why did he do that? But why didn't she do this? They rejected me. You've got to, again, when you're looking something in front of you and go, whoa, I'm going in deep here, this is going to hurt. But you've also, just have a quick glimpse in the rear view mirror and go, oh, it's hard to say this. Thank you for the lesson. Be grateful for that lesson because you will not be here without that. And this is another part of the development of self-love, of defining your, your person, defining you as a person during this time, to look back, have a quick glimpse. And be grateful for those moments.
0: You've got two beautiful daughters uh, and a beautiful family. Has anyone over this last two and a half months noticed a change in Karen?
1: Well, my beautiful daughters have. And you know what, Steve, throughout all of these years, the last five years have been the toughest for me. The relationship with my children will always be the most important thing in my life. Now, I say that now. I didn't know it before. When you're broken and you're struggling and you have the mask on and you're going all the time and you know you're 100 miles an hour, you don't even stop to think about that. And now my children are just in awe of this change with me. And even messages, Mum, I'm so proud of you. Mum, I love you. Mum, you don't get uptight when we say things that we used to say before. Like, yeah, I don't write the narrative for their life anymore. They're young adult women and I have equipped them and so has their father, has equipped them with the best we can do. And now they go into this world blessing other people with the hearts that we've given them. But, yes, Steve, they, and, and with my best friends too, a lot of, Soul work has gone into this, and people have seen the change and cannot believe I haven't touched a margarita in about two months.
0: <laughs> wow! Yeah, that's an achievement.
1: <laughs> <A huge> achievement. Because
0: <laughs> uh, obviously I watch your social media, and you know, and we'll we'll get into your your work side of things soon, and and some of the things you've done. But I've seen you at many a party.
1: Oh, I'm the party girl, but you know what? I still am. (laughs) The way I was designed, and my heart is, I will still crack the sarcastic joke and be the life of the party with a lemon lime and soda. (laughs) And I, I have had a massive social life. My job gave me wonderful opportunities with that. And I met some incredible, incredible people along the way. And it was all part of the journey. You know, and it was oh, it was a fun time. But there's but there's a time for that and there's a time to slow down and discover who you are. And how I how I describe it, there's seasons. Yeah. There's many seasons that we go through. And we do change and we do tweak ourselves. Some people may not stick around, Steve. They might fall off and go, you know what, I liked the old Kaz. I liked what she brought that doesn't her new her new life doesn't suit me it doesn't serve me anymore they were only there for the fun times and you start to see new people come into your life that fit your energy and your vibration and it's pure and it's beautiful and it's authentic and it's loving
0: and there's a there's a trust that you put in that that the people that hang around are actually your genuine friends.
1: They are, Steve, and it's so important who you surround yourself with because your heart, you can genuinely give to the people that love you and who have the same energy level as you, who want you to grow and you know be an inspiration. And as you get older, you see the significance of how important that is I've been let down so many times in friendships, so many times, and I, I've had this, I can't believe, no, they could do that. They could just reject me, but that rejection came from a place of rejection within my heart. I didn't fix that at that time. So the hurt was immense. Now that's okay because they didn't fit my energy that's okay. That's good. I'm glad they left. Because they'll find someone else who will fit their energy. And they realize that. And also, Steve, another part of transformation in my life I didn't know before, but it's a thing called boundaries. Yep. Never knew it before, never understood it. Come everyone, come into my life. Take. Take. Oh, you want some of this? You want my kindness? You want my love? You want my time. I'll give it all now. We have, I have a very beautiful boundary that surrounds me and protects me now. Again, that's hard to do, but it's discipline. I just keep going back, my absolute pursuit of this happiness. If you want something that bad, you will start to put things in place to protect that freedom and that peace. And so that's another element of where my children have seen the boundaries in my life it's so refreshing and it's beautiful you
0: touch on other people i find that we get frustrated with people or we maybe don't like what they do or what they say Mm -hmm. but what i've found is that that comes from what my expectation is of them and why do they need to be who i want them to be right and sometimes i i catch myself now and i'll sit there and i go well that's that's them and if that's what they want to do if that offends me okay they might might not be doing what i want them to do but they will align with me and still be there if they're meant to be
1: correct if something is for you it will be for you now i also had this frustration why don't they like me why are they why don't they have the same standard as me where is that high standard constantly on this peak of this mountain all the time no Karen, you have to accept people for who they are and how they present now my thing is do you go against the grain and create chaos in that relationship or do you go with the flow grain flow both two words you can already see the peace in one of them just go with the flow you have your expectations they have their expectations it's respect boundaries now if they don't like being in your circle or being a part of your life they will fall off they will it will naturally happen because you can only do things from a position of love It's love that covers the sort of mismatch or things that don't quite fit in. Oh, why is that? No, no, it's a position of love. You change, not them. You know, I've probably had a couple of people probably in my whole work life, I can only say two because everyone I just loved that I work with, but stress me out, sleepless nights, why? What was I doing? Go with the flow. You change, Karen, you change your heart. After that, things started to go the way I wanted them to. It's okay, let them have their way. They they don't want to stick around in your life, they'll go. You don't kick them out, it would naturally happen. And that's how relationships naturally develop. It organically, beautifully, it's got to be easy.
0: Karen, you've had over a decade of experience as a senior executive assistant and held a number of roles there. Tell me some reflections on that experience.
1: Well, um, time management is crucial and I was epic at it. You meet a lot of people, Steve, people that will elevate you, that will not like you, and people that will teach you lessons. And all three of those categories over my career I've loved every moment of those. And as a woman rising up who, very ambitious, knows what I want. In this part of my life, I know who I am. I know what I want. I know what my next my next steps are with leadership and women. It was It's a demanding role. It's as demanding as you want it to be. I, I guess I've got an excellent work ethic. I work around the clock. Again, everything I did came from a position of of love and care. I mentored women along the way as well to be their best, and I never left anyone behind. The people that I was surrounded with, they were really powerful and incredible, incredibly smart, and I learned so much on that journey. I continue to keep learning, and I'm, going, I'm walking into a wonderful new season soon, and in my role, in my job, in my, in my new job, And I just can't wait, Steve. You know, I've got leadership on the horizons. I've got mentoring in my heart. And, again, it's going to be another sensational step of Karen. You go in with a little bit of fear, you know. What's this going to look like? But I've come all this way. You do not stop. Be relentless in your pursuit. Of happiness, because no one would do it for you. You would do it. It comes from a place of of determination and resilience. And you will have incredible people. I know I will have incredible people along the way in my new journey to help me. It is going to be sensational, and I can't wait.
0: Now you touched on earlier on in our conversation around the masculine versus the feminine and i'd be interested for you to just touch on that how that is how that's worked for you in the corporate world and how you've managed that
1: so i always stood for who i was always kept my femininity about me now there were parts that you have to go into your masculine because you've got to get things done and you're working to deadlines and you know you you've got to make a lot of decisions on your own in the role that I have. Now, one thing, Steve, I'm really true to myself. No one actually, I don't get swayed very easily. And the femininity in a corporate world, you have to keep that grounded and strong as a woman. This is not for you to be influenced so easily to go down a path of, I want to be the man. I do not want to be a man. For me, we've got to keep that gentleness and that softness because that's who women are designed to be. Yep. The men, let them be masculine. they are incredible women leaders that I know who are so beautiful and feminine and I look up to so much because that's where my heart is. And I've known some women to be quite tough, but they've also had to really work very hard to get where they are. And unfortunately, the ladder they've had to climb has been has been a lot of pushback. There's been a lot of, you know, backhand comments as well in their whole career with men. I think and what I believe, and this is what I teach my children, stand strong in who you are. Do not waver. Whatever this world throws at you, as a woman, stand strong, be feminine, be fierce. We've got this heart, we've got this fire and this fierceness in us, be gentle, gentle in your approach. And I stand by that, Steve. I will never change who I am. And my two girls, as they go into the world, this is what they are going to take with them. So there'll be another generation coming through. And it's challenging, and it's not, and it's not easy. But again, it's the truth in here. It comes from your soul don't waver stand strong in who you are that will never fail you
0: i think there's so much power for me i see women in leadership positions and in the corporate sector just so powerful and i actually think what they have i suppose as a difference from the males is they have this Feminine perspective, and I think that's the strength. But I think, um, and my wife talks about this. She says, you know, it's it's hard because when you're in the corporate world or you're a leader, a business owner, and there's obviously very much a boys' club still out there in many industries, right? The interesting thing is you get made to feel like you have to be more masculine and less feminine. But I think some of the tips you've just given there around got to be yourself,
1: never lose your identity. And that's been hard for me sometimes, but I remembered who I am. I remembered how I was created, what people loved about me. Why would I dare change that for anyone? Someone doesn't like it. They could either cause trouble for you. All comes back to you. It's work. We are constantly working on ourselves. That person doesn't like you. That boss doesn't like you. Someone's making it difficult. There are women that I've come across that didn't like me. Backhanded comments. It's okay. It's a reflection of them that you stand strong. You are given. You are unique. You have a soul. Do things from a position of love always. Always. Always have a bit of fire in your belly. Be a bit fierce. Feminine, gentleness, softness. It's it's how I navigate my life.
0: Yeah, that's beautiful. Karen, throughout your career and work life, has there been someone that's had the most impact on your career?
1: Steve, I've had some beautiful, incredible managers, leaders, who have been men who really championed me, encouraged me, believed in me really propelled me to be just have the confidence back yourself you got this there's there's been some women in leadership who I haven't directly been under their leadership but gosh who have mentored me wow sensational and where I'm going now to my next phase in my career it's all because of these people along the way Also, there's been some people that have taught me some really big lessons. Did it hurt at the time? Did you like it? No. But you have different eyes and you look at it again. Ah, I know why. Because now this will set me up for this. This will get me to the mountain. So, what we do on the ground, the groundwork, it sets you up for higher, mightier things. So, yes, I've actually had some incredible leaders that have championed me have been amazing
0: yeah that's great was there a sliding door moment that led you into your career
1: well I yes I had to slide the door open because I needed work and I needed a paycheck because I was 19 <laughs> and well I started off I was a Melbourne girl and I started in a prestige parcel so Mercedes Benz and that was it and I look I came from being Sri Lankan background. I've come from really hardworking parents, you know. My dad did two to three jobs, even though he had his full-time job as a manager. He did other jobs at night, and I—this is all we saw, you know. My mum worked nights in the hospital, and it was work. It was real, you know, hard yakka work ethic ingrained in us. Never take a day off. And and look, I—I ha- I was married very young. I had a family, and, you know. We—I ha- had to contribute, and so it. Everything, every path that I, every job that I went on, every path that I stumbled across, it was, it happened so beautifully and organically. I really didn't have to think about it. And here I am, you know, almost 16, 17 years later, still loving the role that I play in an organization and, you know, being in corporate. It's where I'm meant to be.
0: Yeah, that's beautiful. I love, I love that passion that you've got. So you sound like you've found, you know, a lot of purpose in what you do.
1: I have, Steve. It's it's got to do with people, people and and heart.
0: On that, through your life, who's been your greatest teacher?
1: Who's been my greatest teacher? I think my brothers. Yeah, I've got two incredible brothers. They're older than me. They taught me everything from kicking the footy AFL to smashing the windows at home with cricket, riding a BMX bike, falling on the road, gashing my knees, and They have actually taught me a lot of things through life, mostly to keep going, keep going, we love you, don't give up. They have been my teachers, Steve. They've been the most beautiful men in my life and they stepped up when I really needed them. And I find that's teaching, that is teaching. And I am here because they loved me through all the seasons and they didn't reject me or abandon me. They were there, and they're still here with me. and yeah, i would I would totally say that my both my brothers are my greatest teachers.
0: Yeah, that's beautiful. When it comes to success, the Karen before the transformation, what was your definition of success then, and what is it now?
1: I would say what it was then was what would be the highest position I would go to? meaning support, who's the most powerful like person I can support and being associated with that person, my name with them, it meant a lot to me, branding, name, where I was seen, what I was doing, how I looked in all of that. The Karen, now, how can I influence? How can I be the best leader in an organization to be heart and soul of that place all of that noise that I had stuff that was going on I thought oh this will propel me this all of this is oh, power leadership it was all wrong that wasn't my purpose my purpose now is leadership in other areas to be in to influence to guide, to be a mentor, now I can speak about that in a healthy way because I've, I've emptied the stuff that was clogging me down that I couldn't see past. I was buried in it. Now I've come up. I've got clear lungs. Breathing is better. Shoulders are, are lighter. And now I can see. I've got better direction now. That's success to me now. How can I influence what women am I going to encourage and propel and be the best they can be? That's where I want to go.
0: So if there's anyone listening and uh, they're stuck in life, they're at a, that point where they just don't know, know where to go in their career, where to go in life, relationship, anything like that, What what's some advice that you would give them?
1: I want you to go to your mirror. I want you to look at that mirror. I want you to shut down all the noise. And I want you to look straight into your eyes because the eyes are to your soul. And I want you to see, what do you see? What's broken? What needs to be fixed? Who's not loving you? You need to love yourself. You need to have the confidence to keep going. Yes, we are going to have seasons of being stuck because that's the season that's building you up to be victorious. Get that mirror, look in that mirror, and you need to say, I will be relentless in the pursuit of my happiness. You need to be so ruthless in that because where you will find it is in your soul. You need to get your soul right because everything else around us is noise. What have you padded yourself up with that's limiting you from going forward? You don't like your job, find something else. Find your purpose. But till you do, you need to look into yourself. Be relentless, Steve. Never, ever give up on that pursuit for freedom and peace.
0: Through life, we all get to a point, I think, over time, we've been defined by other people and defined by positions, and we lose our identity. And I think one of the key things is that we actually. Each of us have the power and the control to change, right? I love the quote that says, if you're not happy where you are, move. You're not a tree.
1: Move. You don't like the relationship you're in? Move. You don't like the job you're in? Get your resume together. Look at yourself. Move. You don't have a relationship with your children? Start to. Build that. You got kids The only relationship you need to work on is your children and your partner, your husband, your wife. They are the most important relationships you will have. Everything else will flow. But it comes down to you and it's not going to, you and I know, Steve, it is not going to be easy. It's tough. But, boy, there's always a battle before the victory and when that victory comes, Oh, and you look back and you give it respect and you go, oh, thank you. Your next part of your life, that mountain, oh, it is going to be mind-blowing. It will blow your mind.
0: That's so powerful. I think that line that this too shall pass is a key reminder as well through that.
1: This too shall pass. I've
0: got one last question. Through all your life and what you've learned, if you could sit down with a 12 or 13-year-old Karen and give us some advice on life, what would that be?
1: Love who you are. You are made in perfect formation. Never change who you are. If you've got a creative heart, be creative. If you've got a heart that bursts like glitter like mine, burst amongst people. Be around people that need your energy and that need your love. Be yourself. Do never change for anyone because this is how you are created. And every step you take, do it with love. That's what I would say. Keep it simple and enjoy the journey.
0: Now, Karen, you mentioned you obviously have mentored many people through your career. I love some of the, the tips and some of the learning that you've had. If someone wanted to reach out to you, what's the best way to contact you?
1: Well, my mobile. <laughs> yeah, most of Brisbane have my mobile. Well, I've got Insta, my Instagram. Yep. Uh, it's Kathy Annalise, and my name will come up as Karen Annalise Pereira. Yes, yeah, send me a message. I'd love to hear from you and I'd encourage you and love on you and direct you.
0: I think by sharing and supporting each other, you know, we're all in this together. I think when people are stuck in life, it's nice that they can actually sit there. And I know that there's going to be people listening to this that are going, I needed to hear this. I, I need to take that step forward.
1: That's so good, Steve. And thank you for bringing this platform to life. It's. It's really going to be life-changing for a lot of people. And I'm so honored to be on here. Thank you so much.
0: Well, I've got to say, look, I'm in awe and I'm inspired by your transformation, your story, the tips and being so vulnerable in sharing through that. I'm truly grateful for your presence. Yeah, just really grateful that you've joined me here today.
1: Thank you, Steve. And look, again, it's such an honor. Thanks for reaching out after all these years. Turbo's back. (laughs) (laughs)
0: That's awesome. And I can't wait to see what the new season brings.
1: It will be epic. It will be very exciting.
0: Awesome. You take care, Karen.
1: Thanks, Steve. Thanks. See you.
0: Thanks for tuning into today's episode. It's been great to have you along for the ride. Remember to hit subscribe and share this episode with a friend, maybe just one person you think could benefit from what was just shared. Also, if you haven't connected with me yet, you can find me on Instagram at Steve Hodgson and also share underscore underscore podcast. I'll catch you on the next episode.